Morning, everybody, on a beautiful Monday. Uh, UFC 244 recap. Of course, we got my guy, Kairos MMA, up in this. Can't have an MMA recap without him. What's going on, bro? Hey, I'm just ready. I'm chilling with my dog. I'm trying to have some great conversations today. Oh, hell yeah, bro. We got too much to talk about. Too much. Um, first off, um, the, the if for those who don't know, uh, Nate Diaz, Dr. Stoppage, uh, in the third or in the fourth round about to start. Uh, or what did you think about it? I, I thought it was a little early. Um, I just didn't get it at first. I, I didn't get it. Did you? No, and it was hella early. You gotta, people got to realize case-by-case case basis is important and precedent is important as well. Like, you see Diego Sanchez has his face falling off in a fight and they didn't stop it. Bigfoot Silva almost got murdered by Cain Velasquez. Like, they didn't stop that either. So it's just like, and Nate is not like some scrub or some weakling. He takes a beating and he turns it up. I'm not saying he would have won or finished the fight in four or five, but give him a shot, you know? Yeah, dude, I definitely agree. And I feel like you just have to be – I said this on Twitter, but I said it's obviously not by the rules, but you have to understand the situation. It's the BMF title. You have a guy who's known for getting split open and continuing fights. Like, like for the McGregor fight and for the Pettis fight, he was just as busted open. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, he was seriously just as busted open. Like, for the Pettis fight, it was the same cut. Like, it was the exact same cut, and he went five rounds. Like, I understand he wasn't getting hit as frequently, and it's not even that his vision wasn't affected. Like, I could see if the doctor went up to him, and, like, there was a little controversy. It was bleeding in his eye, or, or he couldn't open it fully. But, like, he looked at Nate, and he was like, yeah, dude, I'm good to go. Like, I don't <laughs> – he was ready. <laughs> dude was fired up. I, I just couldn't believe it. Uh, do you think the rematch has to happen right away? Because I, I kind of feel that way. Uh, give him time to close his eye up, close that injury up, because he was talking about it in the post fight. He was saying like he injured his eye in training, and when he fought, like you mentioned, Pettis, it opened up as well. So his eye really hasn't been, give, been given the chance to heal. So that that's kind of like scary to me. So I think he should, if it does happen, they need to give him time to rest, and in the meantime, give Jorge time to rest too, and then we'll settle it. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know why they're, they're so opposed to it right away. I mean, like, it's not like it's going to be a, another big fight. It's going to be another bond burner. Maybe they want to save it, like have it in the back pocket if Masvidal can't get the job done with the title. I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I just can't Yeah, that's a smart it. idea. You think that's it? That's what I'm thinking. Because if, like, let's, let's say, for instance, Masvidal is hot right now. He's He's – Three fights in a row with finishes, three out of or four out of five are finishes, I believe. And it's just like, man, let that man rumble. Whoever wins with St. Usman and Colby, let him take that winner. And then if he loses, yeah, give him uh give him back to Nate and then we'll we'll have some fun fights. Yeah, I agree. I just I don't want to see Nate fight anybody in, in the interim. I really don't. I just think I feel like that's the only fight for him. And, and we've seen his attitude over the past couple of years. He's not going to fight anybody but George Masvidal. unless they throw something big at him. And it's another guy who's ready to throw down. That's the only way. Yeah, and they, they, they've been treating Nate wrong. He gets a bad rep now. At first, like, everyone believed everything Nate said for a while, and then people were starting to turn on him. But the UFC does, like, dick him around low-key. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, I can understand the way that he plays his negotiation tactics. Because they, granted, like, it's a business, and they're trying to make money. But these are people, too, as well. They're not just independent contractors. Oh, for sure. And uh, in the co-main event, man, Darren Till at 185, um, I didn't think he was going to get it done. I thought, that was, I thought he was going to get a hellacious beating. And he looked great at 185. He looked full. He didn't look drained. He looked quick. 
And uh, what did you see? Did you see the same thing? Oh, I, he looked great. And I knew, I knew he was going to win this fight just because I was like, I acknowledge his skill set. I just know this, the guy who went toe to toe with Stephen Thompson and dropped him and wasn't getting tagged. wasn't getting exposed. Like many people get exposed when they fight Stephen Thompson. And I really just thought the only reason why Darren Till was not having success in 170 is because he was draining his body. He probably walks around at like 230. He's like an inside linebacker. He could be an inside linebacker for like the Patriots. Yeah, that dude, he's a massive man. And you can see, like, he's even not depleted at 185, but you can see he cuts a lot of damn weight to make 185. So 170 was, like, so far away for him that it just – I don't even know how it was possible. I don't either. Probably voodoo. Yeah, honestly, some crazy, some crazy shit. They had to do something weird. Because he, he went blind in one eye during one of the, one of the weight cuts. Uh, the last one he had at 170, he went blind in one eye. Like, What? <laughs> Yeah, you can't even sanction that. Like, what happens? Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just found that out recently. And, and he was – he said it, he said it in, a, in an interview after the fight. He said, I didn't even want to fight. He said, I wanted to fake an injury. Even though he was injured, he, he said he has a, he has a knee injury. Um, but he said, I wanted to fake one because I was so scared to go out there. I believe it, though. It takes a different person to compete. A, and it takes a different person to compete against another person. It takes another person to compete against another person in front of people competing. Like, it's just ridiculous what these people go through. Oh, yeah. And I just love how after the fact he was like, he was like, I'll fight anybody. But Yoel Romero, I don't want that guy. I thought that was the best post-fight moment of the whole show. I love his honesty, though. There's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'll fight anybody. Yeah, let, let me fight Romero. And then Dana gives him the call like, hell no. Nah. I'll fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah, man, I'm not feeling up to it. That date doesn't work. I, I think my kid's going to be born. I exactly. Don't know, man. Uh, it's up in the air. We'll see, though. Who else you got? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Anybody else wouldn't say that, but, but I respect it. And um, yeah, talking about him getting a title shot right away, I don't like that. I don't know why. I just want him to get more acclimated, get a little more momentum underneath him. Because when you face a guy like Izzy, you need to be as hot as you can get. You know what I'm saying? To to really have the, your best shot at dethroning that guy. And I, I think if they're going to have him fight Izzy, you want him at his very, very best. Yeah, and like, uh, also build, build Darren Till up moderately now. Like Dana, Dana knew he did him wrong by pushing him way too fast up that ladder. I think give him uh, – oh, he, you can't give him Branch. He got, he got flagged by Usada and he's gone. Give mm -hmm. him somebody who's like coming off of a loss – who's trying to enter into the top 10, you know, don't give him Paul Acosta when he comes back from whatever the reason why he's out. Don't give him, don't give him Jared Kennedy or don't give him any of these people. Just like, let this man chill. Let him live. Yeah. Hermanson. Uh, I like that. That's, I mean, I like that's a that. decent I, matchup. I think he'd kill Hermanson, but. <laughs> I think that's why we both love him. <laughs> but yeah, like you can do that. Oh man. And uh, speaking of, uh, some killers. Uh, I think you owe someone an apology. <laughs> yes, I owe Corey Anderson the world's largest apology in the world. For those who don't know, a few months ago, I posted a video and I was using uh, Tristan Connolly versus Michelle Pereira as an example for these fighters who, um, who are basically, I don't want to say like kidding around, but like they're entertainers, they're flashy, they have personality and they bring it into the case and they bring all these unorthodox techniques and they're dancing and everything. I, and I was just making a point that these people who do that are going to get exposed by 
fighters who don't walk into their strikes. And I was using Johnny Walker as an example. I said, the same thing is going to happen to Johnny Walker. I don't know if he, it's going to happen with Corey Anderson. And then I stopped right there and I said, he's probably going to splatter Corey Anderson onto the sidewalk. And someone tagged Corey Anderson in it. And then he tweeted me and he said, pin this tweet and we'll revisit this. Well, I, I didn't pin the tweet, but I kept it in the back of my mind. And then lo and behold, he KOs Johnny Walker round one, tweets me in the morning. And I was just like, I apologize. I, the same energy that I brought to talking about him in a negative way, I had to bring to talking about him in a positive way. He's a great guy. I only want what's best for him. I want him to succeed at everything in life. Great guy. I apologize, sir. <laughs> I just apologize. I'm sorry. That shit was out of pocket. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's awesome. That is just so cool. And, and first of all, he's a savage. He's a savage. There's no denying that anymore. And as much as I want Dominic Reyes to get a title shot, Corey Anderson has heat with John Jones. There is heat. And John wants that fight. If they do not make this fight, Jones, Anderson, I will be very pissed. Well, get ready to get pissed because I saw a tweet that Dana White was talking about booking Reyes and John next. <laughs> uh, see, like, I want that, but I feel like Reyes is young and poses a bigger threat. Like, you want to build that up after you get a fight with Heat out of the way. Like, just because, like, was, didn't Corey go to one of John's workouts with a megaphone? Yes, dude. <laughs> he was saying some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, John, and John didn't seem too bothered by it. He was just like, Corey, it's going to happen to you one way or another. Get in line. But, like, at this point, let Corey get what he's asking for, you know? Like, like you said, he's been in the game for a long time. He's been proving himself. Let Dominic Reyes either sit out or give him Blahovich or maybe – yeah, so sit out or either fight Blahovich, and I think um, you got something there. Yeah, and honestly, I, I, I like that matchup, but I, from, what, from what you've been saying and what I've been hearing from Dana after he called Corey Anderson a crybaby, um, I think it's going to end up being Corey Anderson and Blahovitz. I, I think that's what they'll do. I hope not. I really hope they give it to Corey because, like, and you don't understand, this man's post-fight interview, I, when he was, he was just talking about all the hurt that he felt, he said people in New York were booing him. He's just like, I'm one of you. Why are you guys booing me? Da, 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 da. People were just always dismissing me. And like, I identified with that because growing up, I felt the same exact way. And so I was breaking down, listening to this guy interview. And then I realized, man, I'm a piece of shit. Like he's definitely going to respond to me now about oh, yeah. coming back with the full And I'm like, I deserve it. Point the guns at me and fire. It's like that picture of John Wick where all the guns are pointed at him. That's how I felt. I was just like, do what you got to do, man. I respect it. Oh, man. Yo, I, I just, I wish, I wish in the post-fight interview, he was like, Tyro Simame, get your shit together. <laughs> that would have been awesome. If he did that, I'd actually be pretty grateful about that. But oh, you have to be. I'd be grateful about that. But at the end of the day, like, it's for the wrong reasons. Though. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, but hey, at least you own up to it. I mean, there's a ton of people who talk trash on Twitter to the fighters and then block them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, it's like, oh, like, like you could have beat this guy or, like, just play. It's like the people who play Ben Askren's knockout, and then, like, if they saw Ben Askren in person, they wouldn't say a damn thing. Oh, my good, That irks me. Like, I don't – I'm trying to limit my cursing, you know. There's little kids out here listening. I know. But, like, <laughs> that irks me the most. Like, there's this one person on Twitter. I won't, I won't reveal them. I won't say anything. But they took a picture of one of the fighters on this card, and they were smiling, and then – and a tweet, like, a few months later, this person tweet, quoted the tweet and was like, 
I hope so-and-so mercs this uh, fat MF, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, yo, but you had the audacity to ask this person for a picture? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, literally, who do you think you are? Like, they're not, like, they're not, like, toys, or they're not literally, like, like TV actors. Like, like, the, like the guy, did you see the video like, a while ago? The guy went up to Ben Askren, all drunk, and he was trying to, like, you know what I mean? Like, like touch yeah. him and take him down and, like, Ben was just pushing him away, and he, he Ben took the, the highest road you could take. Because if, <laughs> really if Ben did. really wanted, that dude would have caught a swift double leg and would have been in an anaconda vice in 0.5 seconds. It would have been the guy would have woke up today in the hospital. He was like, what happened? They're like, oh, well, Ben killed you. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, listen, he made a highlight out of you. It doesn't happen often for him, but he just made a highlight out of you. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, you played yourself. And I love Ben. But um, first of all, uh, there's no one that loves Kevin Lee more than I do. I love that dude. I don't, I've loved him since the Tony fight because he's an absolute dog. And he's one of the only dudes that has ever said it. Tony is the best 155er on the planet because he knows from experience. Um, and I saw someone on Twitter call him G.S. Lee now because he tra- trains a TriStar. <laughs> and I am all in on G.S. Lee. I am all in. Detroit! Yeah. <laughs> he's got the spirit of Faraz, uh, GSP, Rory McDonald, all coursing through his veins, man. I'm hyped for this, man. I'm glad, like, he found a home after his coach passed away. That was, that was heartbreaking to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had, a, he's had a rough year. He's had a rough, like, two years, really. Yeah, he, and he never complains about it. Never make excuses. It's always on him. And I, I just feel like he set himself up perfectly. He may have a knockout of the year candidate if it wasn't for Masvidal. Um, and then on top of that, he had a great call out with uh, Islam. And then after that, if he beats Islam, that's Khabib's teammate. So he can catapult himself into that conversation off of that. And I love it. I, I thought he looked great. Did you, did you see anything different from him? I saw him patiently. Th- like usually when he throws his high kicks it's all it's not like the lead it's always the the rear high kick and it's always he's out of range and he's like reaching with this one it was crazy because he was bringing up his tendency of using his like right hand for like hooks and so he forced Gregor Gillespie to drop his uh drop his right hand because he was trying to defend with his left hand I guess like his his natural reaction is to drop his right when he lifts up his left and Kevin saw that and then threw his lead high kick which was crazy off of the jab which blinds him so I was just like if his game evolved from level seven to like level eight and a half, level nine over like the course of what, six months, seven yeah. months. Like he's like, people don't, this is why I'm hype about this, man. You don't understand. No, you do understand. Other people don't understand. I'm hype about <laughs> this, man, because I always seen it. I've always, I just, I just know when people allow great athletes to enter MMA, it's a different game. There's certain rules that can be broken. There's certain tricks that you can implement that other people can't do that they don't have access to. And he's living proof. He is. And, it, and it's so funny because people hate it. Oh, he's too cocky. It's like, so he's got flair. He's got swag. He's athletic as all hell. And, and from what I saw, dude, I just thought, you know, like in the Ayaquina fights, he would always get stuck by that jab. And he, would, he could never move forward and never get in his range. And that jab would just constantly knock his head back. And I feel like we saw that for the first couple minutes in the Gillespie fight. But after a while, he, he got in his range, like you said. He got comfortable, and he, and he just found a way to use his strikes. And as soon as he threw, that, he threw that hook from the same side as he threw the kick, 
oh man, it was it was lights out. And he did that to a because casuals don't know how good Gregor Gillespie is. That guy is a savage. Like they Kevin don't. Lee, Kevin Lee didn't like I was watching it with family and they don't know who Gregor Gillespie is. Um but it's not like he knocked out a Joe Schmo. He knocked out a guy like he said could have been an Olympic wrestler. And a guy who was uh, submitting people and finishing people on the ground and who had a great ground and pound and good striking. And he walked right through him. Um, I, I couldn't believe it, dude. I, I was so happy for the dude. Um, and is Islam next to him? I think that has to be the fight with the heat. That's another tough fight, man. I, uh, my heart, I don't know if my heart can take it, but hell, bring, bring any, I'll bet money on anybody against Kevin Lee, baby. At this point, like, he's got what he needs. He's got what he needs right now. And, um, whoa, you know what? They might try and pull, actually. They mm-hmm. might try and pull him versus Gaethje. Whoa. I, that scares me a lot. That it does. scares but, me. But I'm just looking at it like I think Dana doesn't want Gaethje to sit around waiting for the winner of Tony versus Khabib. Kevin wants to get active. Islam, yeah. What is Islam rank? 15? Something like that? I don't know. Maybe a little higher. Okay, maybe a little higher. Okay, so I think Kevin wants to gun for somebody who can catapult him in that top five and win over Gaethje, puts him in the top three easy, you know. So, I, I don't, and I think that uh, I don't like I don't want to see that fight because I love both guys, but shoot, if, if it has to come to that, I I feel like that would be a move the UFC would want to implement. I agree. I just I like the Islam fight just because I don't know if he's a better wrestler than Kevin Lee, and I sure as hell know he's not a better striker. And that's why I like yeah. that fight. Because I, I, not even that. Absolutely. He has a little, not a heat with Khabib, but he always mentioned Khabib's name. He always <laughs> says he could beat him. And it's like, for a narrative, you beat his boy and you do it in convincing yep. fashion. You get to call him out after and you get to say, hey, man, I'm running through your gym. What are you going to do about it after Tony? If you can get through Tony. Exactly. Yeah, I like, actually, you know what? I hope he fights. Islam. I don't want to see him fight Gaethje, and I think if he fights Islam and beats him in Russia like he says he wants to fight him, shoot, give it to him, feed him, feed Lee, baby. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I'm all in it. I don't, I don't need to see Gaethje put him to sleep. I really don't. That is the last thing I need to end my, end my 2019 is to see Kevin Lee face down from a Justin Gaethje overhand. I'm, I'm not here for it. I'm not trying to see that either, man. <laughs> no, no one would hear from me for days. <laughs> They'd have to come find me somewhere. Sheesh, 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 sheesh. You're yes, right, sir. I, 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 that's how I feel about it, though. And, and one more guy, because y'all must have forgot how goddamn good Wonderboy Thompson is. I, I, I couldn't even fathom the disrespect this man was getting throughout and after the, after, the, after the night. Like, no one's talking about what he did. Nobody. Of course, because this car was just hella stacked. And had he lost tonight, guarantee, guarantee there have been people, hey, it's time for Wonder Boy to, to uh, pack it up and retire, blah, 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 blah. It's like, motherfucker, he beat the guy who won the main event of the night. Are you serious? Like, people are so quick to dismiss you. And there's this one woman on Twitter. I got to give her her props because she tweets some of the most insightful stuff because she's a part of the fight game. She trains the fighters and she is a fighter. Her name is uh, Jamie P. I think her, it's at She Reaps, S-H-E-R-E-A-P-S. Like, yeah. amazing person. Like, She's dope, but she was pointing out just, just like how great Wonderboy is and like everything that he's done and like a, a lot of other fighters too. But she's just insightful about that shit and had to give her a shout out. But yeah, Wonderboy slapped on hella, like hella, hella, hella. I don't even understand why. It's like yeah, great, he got KO'd, but so does half the UFC roster. 
Yeah, and it's like he got KO'd versus a Superman punch. Like, he was dominating the whole fight. The first round and a half, it, w- it wasn't close. Like, he was picking apart Anthony Pettis. Yes. And, and I mean, it's like that. That's so funny that people are like, he's done. He's done. Yeah, okay, dude. He literally, he tuned up George Masvidal. But he's the only person we've ever seen stand with Woodley like that. You know what yes. I mean? Since, since Rory McDonald, who's really stood with Woodley and traded blows? I can't remember anybody. Can you? I mean, Robbie tried, but that was over in like 40 seconds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, man, that was a missile. I'll never forget that. that yeah, was not a- too many people just stand with Woodley. Like, and it's for good reason. <laughs> it, oh, man. So I have two, not two opponents, but two guys I want to see Wonderboy face or I think are on the table. Um, Leon Edwards and Woodley, how do you feel about both of those matchups? And which one would you rather see for, for Wonderboy? Because he deserves a top five guy. He really does. He, he should never be out of the top. He's one of those guys who's a mainstay in a top five for me. He does, but I have my selfish reasons for this. So let me, let me, let me get my shots off before you try and get Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love Wonderboy, which is why I'm saying this. I want him to get his hands on a title shot. So in order for him to do that, we need to feed him some fights. And so I think he should fight Gilbert Burns because they're already trying to have Tyron Woodley face off against Leon Edwards. So both of them are not an option anymore. And he's already fought Woodley twice anyway. So they're probably making Leon versus Woodley. So that takes that off the table. Gilbert has been aching for a fight. He's, I think, number 15, which isn't very high ranking, but he's going to ice Gilbert Burns. I, I, you can't convince me otherwise. So he takes out Gilbert Burns. Then if Leon gets past Woodley, he faces Woodley and gets a title shot. Because they're not giving Leon Edwards um, a title shot off of beating Tyron Woodley because they hate that man. They're going to give Jorge the next shot at the title. And then they're going to be like, Leon, you got to fight in the meantime. Here's a fight with Wonderboy Thompson. <laughs> I, I like that. I like the Gilbert Burns thing. I do like that. And I, I do agree. He, he gets, he gets his, his, his ass whooped by, by Wonderboy. A couple other guys in the rankings I'm looking at that I like. Um, Wonderboy versus Ponzinibbio, when we can find Ponzinibbio. I don't know where he's been. Or versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Yo, I saw this girl, this one girl tweeted about this. Bro, stop trying to kill RDA, man. Damn. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to be successful. This motherfucker needs a win. You know what? I'm, I need this man to get a nutritionist today. We need him back at 155. I'm, I do not want to see him fight the 170. He should not be in the heavy hitter zone. And we need to stop giving them people who compete for titles and who win titles. I've had it. Give RDA an easy fight. Honestly, what? Take dude, I'm just looking at his record. He literally, besides Kevin Lee, who is a 155er, who, like, he can't fight a 170, but, but I'll take that, take that out of the argument. But he fought Leon Edwards, who, in my opinion, should be next for the title shot. Yes. After, after, after Colby, but that's not going to happen. And he lost to the champ. You know what I mean? Like, nah, he, he does have the hottest schedule in MMA history. I honestly don't even think it's close. It really isn't close. Hit, um, hit, yeah, his, his is up there. I would go with him or John because John has, like, 12 Hall of Famers. Oh, he has, like, yeah. 12 Hall of Fame winners. And it was, like, over the stretch of, like, five years. And he's, like, what, 18 years old when he was doing it, 19? So I, I would – I don't have it in front of me right now, but RDA is definitely one or two with – or I'm sorry, two or three when it comes to strength of schedule of all time, definitely. He said <laughs> John Jones when he was running through legends, just one by one by one. Um, yes! I have to choke old. 
He sent people to other divisions. He sent people to other promotions. He sent people to other like statuses in their career. Like he changed these people. Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. This is this is RDA's last fights. Hold on a minute. Um, he's fought in Usman, Colby, Robbie Lawler, Tony Ferguson, Eddie Alvarez, Cerrone, Pettis, Nate Diaz, Khabib, Benson Henderson, Cerrone again, Gleason Tebow, Clay Guida, uh, and then the guys we already mentioned, and Neil Magny. His easiest fight in the last however so many years was Neil Magny. So that's guaranteed six or seven Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. easily, easily. Guaranteed six or seven. And that's just me being, like, conservative. So, like, yeah, like, he, his schedule cannot be denied. We need to stop giving him these people. Yes, he can win some of these fights. Yes, he's proven that. But I don't know, man. I just don't think 170 is a division for him. It isn't. He's just – he's so well-rounded. But at that weight, he can't excel at anything. He can't out-wrestle the big wrestlers. He exactly. Can't. Oh, another person on the list. Jeremy Stevens is another guy he's fought. Like, what? Yep, yep. That's another Hall of Famer. I mean, in my opinion, I, I, don't, I know he's, he's got a lot of losses, but, I mean, that, that's a tough SOB. He also, yeah, he also struggles with fighting tough people too. But, yeah, like, it's, it's a hard-knock life for this man. But it's been – Daniel Cormier weighed in at, what was it, 265 pounds for, for like, two straight heavyweight fights but he was getting down to 205 pounds, you can, you can do it. You can get down to 155 from whatever weight he was at. I think he probably walks around at, at the heaviest, 205. Tony walks around at 200. Khabib walks around at 200, and they get down. So he can do it. It can wow. be done. I did not know Tony walks around at 200. Yes, he, he posted this infamous photo of him standing on the scale when he was calling out Khabib for like the 28th time. And he was like, you ready, big boy? And that scale said 202 pounds. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. That, first of all, Tony's a sick man. First, where did the He's John sick. Jones beef come out of? I don't know what happened. <laughs> John Jones like, Tony, I thought we were cool, dude. Like, and Tony's I, it was a out. joke, I thought. I, I thought they were joking. No, I guess that was real. Or at least John thought it was real. Oh, gosh. Because he well, said I, oh, Tony, Tony offing himself. Yeah, when I oh my goodness. Well, now it's making sense why he said I guess they weren't joking. Oh jeez. <laughs> well, Tony Ferguson is the type of guy to call out the greatest fighter of all time. Three weight classes above him. Yeah, that that sounds like Tony <laughs> Ferguson to me. I mean, I I uh I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like something he would do. I mean, no one else no one else on the planet would do it. Uh maybe Colby, but obviously that's a joke. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? That just doesn't that, that's not serious. Um and one more thing I wanted to ask you about tonight. I didn't, I didn't write down on the game plan, but Aldo going to 135, I'm not a fan. I am not a fan in any way, shape, or form of this. Yeah, especially at this stage in his career. But, like, if he, come, if he makes it down there and starts, like, decapitating people, more power to him. I think his chances of reclaiming the title at 145 or next to zero because he's lost the max twice. You just lost the Volkanovski. I mean, you didn't get dominated by Volk, but the only way I see you getting back is if Volk beats Max, which I don't really see, but he, he could. But, like, yeah, like, 135, there are fights down there. If he can make it down there, he's going to dominate those fools. Like, there's, there's too many people down there that he can dominate for it to just be like, all right, great. And we might see Lekic out or return, but if not, his boxing is enough to win in those fights. Yeah, I agree. And I, I want him to beat Marias just because 
then that'll give Cejudo a great option to fight. And that's another legend for Cejudo to, to run through if Dominic Cruz is, is in game. And I don't think he's going to fight Joey, Joey B. So, I, listen, man, I am all, you know me. I'm all on the Cejudo train, and I want to see this man murder some legends. I want to see him pull out the Brazilian flag and, like, throw it or do some <laughs> crazy stuff with the magician hat on or something <laughs> crazy at the fight. At the, and I just love – how he's like, did you see his food truck diary with uh, Brennan? Trump? Yes, I had to. I had to watch it. Oh, man, I love it. He's so open about the gimmick, but like he still plays it. Like, <laughs> he's like, Brendan, you can't be doing me like that. I'm triple C. <laughs> like, <laughs> as he's acknowledging that, like, it's a gimmick, he's playing the gimmick. I love it. I, I absolutely love it, dude. He's magnetic, and if he fights Aldo, and if he beats Aldo, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stand for any slander of him not being number two pound for pound. Him and Amanda are fighting for that number two spot. Habib should not be there. It should be him and Amanda fight for that two spot right now. He beats Aldo, guaranteed number two. Guaranteed number two. I don't, give, I don't care what anybody else says. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 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 I think he should be it right now just because the, the double belts. I think it should be Hell Amanda yeah. than him just because Amanda's a, Amanda's a different animal. That, that's a legit lion in there. That's a, that's a whole different beast. But I... I just can't wait to see Cejudo fight again. I know he's been hurt, but, like, I miss it. I miss the theatrics. He's one of the few guys where it's, it's cringy, but, it, but you believe it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's not a lot of people that believe Colby can beat Usman. I do believe he can beat him. But when Cejudo says he can beat somebody, like, when he said he was going to beat Dillashaw, I thought he could beat TJ Dillashaw. I don't feel that way about the other cringe guys. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And to be honest with you, like, a lot of fighters that people say, maybe this is more, this reflects more on me than anybody else. But a lot of these fighters and people are like, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, shit, I, I like that. <laughs> that shit was dope to me. <laughs> so maybe I got an issue here, man. I don't know. I might have problems. I feel like, dude, when he came out with the snake versus Dillashaw and, the, and they had the, he had the fur coat on, like, that was prime <laughs> stuff, dude. I thought it was dope. <laughs> hell, hell yeah, dude. I, He's done everything he said. He has not lied once yet. No. No lies. No lies. And he's fight, bro, the guy fights injured. Like, he was, he didn't have legs when he fought Marais, and he still overcame the adversity and pushed through, put it to him, and finished him. Like, the guy, you can't deny his ability. You can't, de like, deny his will to win. You just can't. You can't. And that was the same night. I, I put it all, I put the money on ice, so... So who don't save me in the back? <laughs> <laughs> She's got a, I, I has got a tough fight ahead of her with Viviani Arojo. I'm dude, like, I, I respect I getting back in there. Like, I, she doesn't, she doesn't deserve the hate that she gets just for competing and losing. But dang, she should have taken an easier fight. Oh my goodness. Oh, she's, I mean, oh, I mean, how dare she lose to the woman that's beaten Joanna multiple times now and just about everybody in her path. Jessica, I, you must be terrible. Exactly. Like, it's like, bro, y'all got to relax, okay? But it'll never happen. People were just like, I, she, um, like, I tweeted at her one time. I was like, your fight against Viviani is going to be a banger, da-da-da-da-da. And she t uh, quoted or whatever. And then some jackass puts a gift of her getting kicked by Valentina. And, he, and I was just like, how the fuck does this pertain to what I'm talking about right now? Like, what the fuck is your pro – oh, I'm sorry. I'm cursing bad right now. No, I'm good. just like, yo, what's your problem right now? I'm just, I just get agitated by that. But, you know, 
people are going to be what they're going to be. Exactly. Like we said, if they ever saw her in person, they wouldn't say a damn thing. They'd be asking for an autograph. Every damn time, bro. Every time. It's so funny. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about that's coming up? Uh, Let me think. Let me think really quick. Uh, I apologize to Corey. Oh, yeah. Uh, We did that. We talked about a few other things. Oh, um, you mentioned Cruise. You mentioned Cruise. I'm a huge Cruise fan. Like, I am. The guy is my phone wallpaper. He's been my phone wallpaper for, like, two straight years. And Ioana's, like, my lock screen wallpaper. And she's been that for, like, five years. So, like, those are two pivotal fighters that I appreciate a lot. Oh, yeah, dude. And, and, if Dominic Cruz does come back. Dude, he, he's I'm, a savage. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I cut you off. But no, no, what no, I was good. trying to say is, What I was trying to say is that if Dom does come back, do you think they're going to give him Cejudo? I don't think so. Like, he has the credentials. Absolutely, he's a Hall of Famer. He's defended the belt so many times. He's done a lot for the sport. But I just don't see Dana giving him that fight off of a loss. Yeah, I I agree. But I I think it's what's more going to happen is they're going to wait for the Uriah fight to play out. And if Uriah Faber beats Peter Jan or Petra Jan, whatever his name is, um, Mm -hmm. I would not doubt they do it. They do that fight again, Cruz and Faber, one more time. Three. When oh, he gets a title oh, four. shot, it'd be four. Yeah, four. Yeah, oh, three in the three in the UFC though, right? I think it was three in the UFC. One was done. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, one happened in the WEC. Two happened in the UFC when Dominic uh, won the fight, and then three happened in the UFC when he defended it. Yeah, so four would so it'd be the third one. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay, I just would like to see that. I, I would love to see Dom get a title shot because because of Dillashaw's uh, EPO thing, B- Dominic Cruz is the greatest bantamweight of all time. He is. Yes. That's it. If Dillashaw comes back clean and he, and he gets the title back, we can have a different conversation. But, again, prime Dominic Cruz, he beat TJ Dillashaw. The only person he couldn't beat was, was, a, a, was the, the greatest Cody Garbrandt we've ever seen. That's the only time we've seen him not be Dominic Cruz. So exactly. I, I don't know. I just feel like the man gets a lot of disrespect because he's hurt. But at the end of the day, that may be the fight, the smartest fighter in the history of the game. For real. And the sad thing about it is that his style, the thing that makes him so great is the thing that is deteriorating his body. Like people don't realize the way that he's cutting these angles with his footwork it's, it puts a strain on your ligaments, and he's doing it for 25 minutes straight. Like, that's why he's getting ACL tears. That's why he's getting plantar fasciitis. That's why he's tearing groins. That's why he's, like, all these injuries that you keep hearing about him, why are they lower body injuries? Because of the rigorous training that he's putting himself through, and he's competing doing the same exact stuff. Like, this man is willing to sacrifice his health to win. Like, people don't understand, man. Oh, yeah, and he, he's so mentally tough. Like, he does not believe in ring rust. He is adamant on that, and I love it. And I don't think he – I don't think that – well, I can't say it, it wasn't close, but, I, like, people were saying TJ won the fight against him. People were saying TJ won X amount of rounds. Dominic made TJ throw strikes at, I think, like 12% that fight. 12, 12%. That is horrible. Wow. Like, that's making you miss, all right? It was bad. Yeah, and that's funny. That happened in Boston. That actually happened in Boston. Yep. And yes, sir. He, made, he made the greatest striker of – Bantamweight history looked like a fool half the time. It looked like he was fighting Cairo's Bodley out there. That's that's what it looked like. <laughs> it, all right, let me chill out. Let me chill out. But it, it like let me chill out. That was disrespectful. But like that's just how great Dominic Cruz is. 
Oh yeah, he, he yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I friggin' love Dominic. I he, people hate his analysis and and hate listening to him in the booth. He is actually outside of Chael Sonnen, probably my favorite personalist to talk about fights. Yeah, he, I love him, dude. I hate when people try and discredit him. It's like, how are you gonna tell a person you won a world title? He's wrong. How how does this work, guys? But okay, do you go off by all means? Yeah, please. Yeah, just keep going, dude. Just keep going. We'll put our earplugs in. Can't listen to that foolishness anymore, man. Yeah, but what, you know, what, do we, what does he know? I know. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my guy, I have, to, I have to let you go now. Thank you so much for coming on, as always. No one better to talk MMA with. Follow my guy at, at Kairos MMA, YouTube, Twitter. He's a savage. Appreciate you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you, you too, bro.